0: Was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome, Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And on this episode, it's time to scale your brand and business by getting your time back. Okay. The productivity hacks you need to finally grow your brand and business. Innovate or die. Lessons from Blackberry turning boring topics into entertaining content. There's this new Netflix series we break down that does exactly that. And then new question of the week. When should you actually get an assistant? Moose, how we feel about this episode?
1: Man, important one to have, especially this time of the year. So uh, super excited, man. Definitely tap in.
0: Let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens,
2: cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nicki and Moose, bringing you a never-before-seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories
0: behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And of course, this episode is powered by Ecam Live, the number one all-in-one streaming platform that not only allows you to stream on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, all the social media platforms, but it's also amazing for your pre-recorded content. Just like a podcast, just like course creation, just like things that you may be creating on social media, just like Instagram and Facebook and that, all that. Plus, if you do a lot of virtual meetings, it makes you look fire. I'm just saying. So, we're giving away 14 days for free on us if you go to www. slash ecam. That's e c a m m for that 14 day trial. You see the
1: hat. You see the hat. So see the hat. So yeah, you see the up? hat. We out here. Uh, we how are out you here feeling, Moose?
0: What's What's popping?
1: Man, things are good. Things are good. I'm just uh, out here repping uh our, our good fellows at ecamm for the second week in a row uh they Hello. just launched their they just launched their brand new merch store so y'all make sure you check it out last week i had my uh you're on mute shirt this week i came through with the dad hats so i was like yeah you know shout out to katie for uh helping shout us katie. out with that we love katie. yeah incredible so yeah man things are good though excited been a good week and yeah more more to come this week so it's gonna be fun
0: that was that was very descriptive. That was very i liked it yeah you know just about
1: uh, uh, just about the week but <clears throat> actually i did something a little different i okay. uh ca- caught up with my with my netflix and chill a little bit earlier in the week usually i'm doing it on the weekend this time i caught it in the middle of the week and i watched a movie that was about blackberry the company mm. and yeah. So it was the black. And I think the, the name of the movie is literally just that Blackberry was on Amazon prime, rented it for a couple of bucks and got to watch that Wednesday night, I believe. And just a ton of great information, especially when you think about the entrepreneur story of recognizing an opportunity, taking advantage of the opportunity, climbing to the top and then essentially, unfortunately, I should say, uh, getting beat out by a more innovative competitor. So, uh, as always, my wife makes fun of me because she says, "I hear you every week on the podcast talk about the stuff that you watch and you say I'm not going to spoil it for you, but you give so much detail about what you just said that you pretty much spoiled it for everyone yeah, who's listening." Yeah, if you so, haven't
0: if you haven't <laughs> watched it, don't listen to us. How yeah, about just that? Spoil. If you <laughs> just
1: Yeah, just just like fast forward uh at least my segment right here as i talk about this and then when you watch it you can come back and be like okay so what was your take on it what did you learn right. and you can maybe you know what i'm saying compare it. but yeah i had to bring that up because she was like i hear you every week say that and it's like you should stop you're spoiling it for a lot of people So anyway okay. uh uh obviously blackberry they
0: were had you, did you have a blackberry ever ever no i had a sidekick
1: okay okay yeah i was uh I was definitely a part of the BBM gang. I'm probably aging okay. myself a little bit, but but I was I was infamous. And it's funny because they said that the BBM or the BlackBerry click of the keyboard, that was an intentional thing. And I do remember that feel of using Blackberry and being able to type literally without looking. It's funny because I would be in school and hands would be under the desk and you could just text flawlessly, like perfectly without having to look at you know, the screen. So apparently that was a big part of their design and creating the product to really fit, you know, uh, the, the the busy professionals and, and making the phone a lot more accessible to do a lot of these different things together. So really great story and bringing it up together. But really the part for me that really stuck out was this idea that when you stop innovating, because there, there's a point in the end of the movie or towards the end of the movie, everyone at the office is just hanging out, mm-hmm. right? the engineers, the sales teams, they're like, hey, our phones are sold out. We can't load no more than 500,000 people to the network. We're already at capacity. So we're just chilling. Like we, we have a great company and that's it. And slowly but surely, Apple is climbing behind them, changing the dynamic of how to get more phones on the network without really any real limitation. And the minute that phone launched, it was too late for them, right? Steve Jobs, and they're in the office watching Steve Jobs make that initial announcement about the iPhone. And before you know it, it was game over. So it was downhill quickly from there. So that was just a good reminder to say that regardless of where you are in your entrepreneurship journey, whether you're just starting, whether you're in the middle, heck, even if you are on top, just know that if you're not constantly making small innovations innovations over time, it's only a matter of time before someone comes behind you and take you out.
0: Yeah, oh, no all right.
1: Early on. No. Early
0: right. Yeah. No. Um. I. I. I never wanted a BlackBerry. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know really? if it was. Yeah. yeah no, BlackBerry like, was a vibe,
1: man. BlackBerry was a know, vibe.
0: Uh, I was a, I was a Nextel, sidekick, kind of person, the chirpy. And the, the the side they need to bring that back. I ain't gonna hold you. I don't know why they just discontinued that. That mm-hmm. that if 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 you had a sidekick, let us know. Uh, if you had a BlackBerry, it'd be like Moose is Team BlackBerry. I'm Team Sidekick. Mm-hmm. You feel me?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah.
0: I'm 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 with all that. So, but I gotta check that out because um, anything you know, anything with tech, I'm I'm here mm-hmm. for it all. I'm here for it yeah, all. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was also on Netflix in a very different vibe because everybody knows I don't care for health. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care for health, uh, documentary series or anything. However, I was open minded because I'm in this whole radically open minded vibe again uh, to a new series that was trending, which is uh, You Are What You Eat. But it's the twin edition. So mm. that that's what caught me. Cause I was like, what is what is the twin edition? So here's how they they get you, right? Because for me, who's not really interested in understanding where all this food comes from and blah, blah, blah. Like if you knew you would stop eating it, I probably wouldn't. But fine, whatever. But what I do like is that they put a entertaining reality tv show twist to kind of a boring topic so meaning they found these twins and said hey we're going to give you two different diets one is going to be plant-based and the other one is going to be uh omnivore or eat meat right so they're like oh i hope i don't get this one so you you learn about the twins you kind of want to follow the journey of what's going to happen so i like that part as far as how do i take a boring topic well let's make it entertaining let me give it a storyline that whole nine to see what it see what it does now this is what i don't don't like i think they went wrong with going too much into the educational route the first episode was all about the twins. So I'm like thinking it is going to be a reality TV show. We're going to see the journey. I think it's an eight-week program, right? Uh, They're going to, for the first four weeks, no, let's just say, first four weeks, they're given the meals to eat. And then the last four, they have to actually, um, they actually have to cook for themselves. Still stay within whatever they are, plant-based, eating meat, whatever it is, but they have to they have to cook for themselves. There's regular workouts, that whole nine, they get a trainer, super dope, right? So it's not like you're doing this by yourself. And so I thought, okay, we're gonna find the journey of this one, that one. And they had all different backgrounds, ethnicities. So it was cool. One, one of them were like even a chef that always has to taste their food. So it's like, yo, this is gonna be hard. But as the episodes continued, they went too heavy on, let me tell you how meat is created, how fish is created, how this, that, and the third, and the the problem with fish farming and and that whole nine. And I'm like, they kind of lost the storyline, which I'm like, "Mm." and you could clearly tell their motive, right? So. Of course, they they emphasize more on a plant-based without necessarily saying, we want you to go plant-based. The way that they were talking about meat and how that's all, the, the whole situations with that, they didn't say nothing bad about vegetables. They didn't say nothing bad about plant-based situations. They pretty much glorified it. Um, you can see the motive. And... This isn't, like, I, I could care less. Plant-based, vegetarian, pescatarian, there's a lot of things. Whatever you choose to eat. Whatever makes you happy, right? Um, but you could clearly see the motive with it. The one thing I did like is... I don't know if the meal prepping service that they did created this series, but if they did, they're smart, mm, right? That's good. So... Uh, They used a meal prep service called Trifecta, right? Whether you are plant-based or whether you eat meat, they have those specific uh, meal preps. And so this is what they said they were going to give for the first four weeks. Now, which is cool because depending on the results, this would allow people to be like, oh, snap, I'm going to go get that. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, Because I saw, I followed the journey and I saw the results and I want that, right? I don't want to think about creating food and all that, like, give me just the meals for these types of results. So I thought that was really dope, but also made me think of like anybody who has a product, can you turn it into a series like that of people actually using your product or service and people follow along with it? So that was that was very i'm still watch. i think i'm in the last episode of it but it was really interesting to watch but this is where I've, i felt like they could have done a lot better with the storyline and maybe connecting their motive with the actual person that had the best result so if you are saying yo my motive for showing this series is to get more people on plant-based then make sure the the twin who is on plant-based because each of the twins like one of them always was a plant-based one make sure the plant-based ones have the better results and so it's easy to be like yo I connected with this twin I connected with that twin I'm going to go that route then kind of spark up of okay what's your favorite you steak person you a chicken person boom boom and then it could go into that other storyline of how the chickens have issues how's beef have issues and then go right back into it i feel like they could have uh done that a little bit better then they added this random uh like best restaurant in the world that turned that's in new york that turned all vegan Right, they had all the Michelin stars. They they were voted the best one in the world. It, it's something Madison. I forgot what it was called. And the guy started doing research on where the food comes from and all the problems. And he turned plant based. But I'm like, I didn't follow. Right, right. But it it was a great story. If I wanted to follow that story.
1: Right, right, right. It was right? more like convincing. Right, right, right. To join. Yeah, I see what you mean.
0: So it's like, hmm, I get it, but lean more, if if you know this information needs to get to the masses, lean with the entertainment, lean with the reality TV show like you wanted to, and kind of sprinkle it in and not force it. Because it felt there were certain times where it was forced, so that's, but... Even that made me appreciate storytelling more. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like I, I watch yeah. it and I say, oh, you could have done this different. You could have done this different. And so overall, if you are into that, right? I, I I thought it was dope that they got twins. Like each of them were twins. A nice said, way to do a
1: comparison. Yeah.
0: Right. Like you have the same genes, you have the same style, you say, same looks wanted everything identical so you could see the difference which Mm. powerful makes sense i'm locked in then you lost me Mm. i don't get it but uh go check it out or if you've already saw it let us know in the comments uh what you thought about it because i'm gonna finish it but i feel like it could have been way better and uh Producers of the show, maybe next time you should just come holler at us. We could help you. You feel me? Just a suggestion. Just a suggestion. But let's let's get into the creator of the week. And I kind of, I kind of uh, hinted what this one was going to be last week. If we are still on the podcast vibes, and which we are. So uh I've been on this whole UK situation, and I feel like something over there is happening that they are semi-taking over in the US, but that's another story. Uh there is a podcast that has been taking over uh with two guys, uh James and Fuhad, and the podcast name is Ish and gigs okay literally s-h-x-t i'm not just censoring myself they're trying to reach the masses and they have okay there is one clip that caught my attention and i'm going to play it but their whole format is so genius but listen to why i love this podcast
3: i went to a spot with toby last week first of all you're spending a lot of time with Toby, and I feel left out. I see you every week, bro! That's for work! You see me for money! If if, money. if you, if you, if you, if you ain't getting paid, you will see me every week. Before you carry on, do you miss me when I'm not around? <laughs> when it's Wednesday, and you're seeing me tomorrow, do you think I can't wait to see James? Or do you roll do your eyes say, you have recording day tomorrow? It depends. Wait, wait, let me answer, let me answer, let me answer. I'm well, asking I, if no, you no, miss I know, me I don't when don't I'm not about... around. Bro, <laughs> that's jokes. Oh Jesus! Oh, Carmen, what did you do with him? I can't even say his name. What did you do with him?
0: <laughs> Listen, their their friendship is amazing. How they do their their podcast is pretty much genius because they look up different threads on on Twitter and Instagram, and they pretty much go through all the comments, the funniest comments, and they make it into content. It's the most genius thing. They'll go over some, maybe some things that they've watched on Netflix, TV, whatever it is. They talked about MasterChef. But for the most part, we watch it to see what thread they picked and what was the most funniest comments It's genius. They've been doing it for years, but I think past year, they've been making a lot of noise globally. Uh, They have a huge show overseas that is making a lot of noise. Uh, So shout out to Ish and Gigs. That podcast is hilarious. Go check that out and then let us know what you think. Uh, Moose, have you heard watched the podcast this one sounds familiar
1: yes Mm. um i have not watched or heard an actual episode but i know i feel like you have mentioned this to me at least several times before so yeah for sure yeah i know it through there (laughs) that's for sure so i got a little cheat code this week
0: yeah no i uh i'm super locked in i i uh got into their patreon i watch it every single week oh yeah no, no no no
1: that's what's up Wow. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We are we are absolutely locked in with that podcast. Uh side side note, uh go I mentioned Patreon, go go sign up for our Patreon. Patreon dot com slash Nikki and Moose. Uh amazing content after show, audio, video. We actually are doing some amazing things over there starting uh this week, but we I don't want to tell you too much. Uh just just go over there. It's like $4 a month? What is that? How many? How
1: many? 13 cents a day. I mean, that's,
0: that's it. That's it. Fight book. That's it. That's it. Whoa. But let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Okay. So this is, this is, this is an interesting one because I've been really thinking about, am I working too hard? Right? Uh, a lot of times it's not about the hustle and grind it and not really about working the crazy hours, like some social media posts may, may claim, right? It it's actually, we, we love this phrase of working smarter, but not harder. I was watching this uh, Alex Hormozzi clip that I'm about to play that got me really thinking. We need to talk about this more.
1: The people who are richer than you don't do things that you do. They stop doing things that you are doing because what happens is if you eliminate all of the wasted activity that you have in your life, you'll create room for doing the few inputs that matter most, and then that's the thing that's going to get you to where you want to go. So, am I
0: working too hard or? Doing things that I have no business doing. That's really has been passing through my head for the past couple of days. Like, do I really know how to manage my time? Do I know what productivity truly looks like when it comes to scaling my brand and scaling my business? And so we're going to talk about it this week. Uh, We have some productivity hacks that we use personally. We found some. Uh, On the the mean streets of social media. So this is going to be a really dope segment episode. And we got to start with one that I've been a huge advocate for, which is this 90 minute sprint. I learned this from Calvin Harris. Shout out to him. And when I started to apply this one, it changed everything. So let me let me let you hear what it is before i go in
3: but today i want to introduce you guys to something that i use to be more productive and it's called a 90 minute focus sprint and here's how you do it first the night before you need to write out your to-do list that way when you wake up in the morning you're already set and you already know what you have to do and next up turn off all notifications that's on your phone and your computer swipe down at do not disturb or if you have a work mode turn that on and next up set a 90 minute timer and for those that don't know that's an hour and 30 minutes and now it's time to jump into your to-do list with zero distractions whether it's emails or admin work that you need to take care of. Right here, I'm packing up some orders. Whatever you need to take care of on that to-do list, make sure you knock it out in 90 minutes. And if you don't finish, don't worry. You'll be doing two to three more of these throughout the day. And once you're done with your first 90 minute focus sprint, you're gonna take a 30 to 45 minute break. Sometimes I like to go chill by the pool. Sometimes I like to just get something to eat, get a snack, whatever it is that you wanna do to relax for those 30 to 45 minutes, do that for yourself. And next up on your next 90 minute focus sprint, I like to change scenery because changing scenery, it allows me to be more motivated outside of my regular workplace and allows my ideas to flow. And I just get a lot more production done that way. And just do this two to three times a day and maximize your productivity and let me know what you guys think.
0: So I personally started doing this, what, like a year and a half ago? Something when I first told you about it
1: sounds about right. Yeah,
0: yeah, a year and a half ago, and I mean game changer. I I let me see if I could show my phone real quick. Like I literally have that that focus mode real quick. Let's see, right there, ninety minute uh focus sprint. I have a separate timer. I don't use my phone because my phone can be a huge distraction, but I have like a 90 minute timer in itself. Um, but I also don't, how do I say this? I don't limit myself to always doing 90 minutes. Sometimes I don't have 90 minutes. I may have like 30, I may have 25, you know? Um, but I. it's the importance of focus is what yeah. I'm realizing with that sprint than necessarily the the specific time. But once I do, once I realize the uninterrupted focus, and I do that like two, three times a day, oh, it's it's a super game changer uh, that I've literally told my team about. Uh well the I've told ETA about. They love it. And for some reason it, we you could call it however you want. They have this this timer. It starts with a P. Do you know what it's called? It's like, Mm-mm. oh man, it's it's a really big word. A timer? That I'm not even, no, it's it's that kind of format. Like people do twenty five minute timer, thirty thirty oh. minute timer. It starts with a P. Um, probably when you start talking, I'll probably find it. But for for you, Moose, do you do these types of sprints, or is it more like? You have your own kind of routine.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it's it's relatively similar. I first got on to put pr- I first got put onto sprints when we worked with our developers about two years ago. So I noticed that they would go on about a two-week streak of collecting data, having mm-hmm. meetings with us and really carefully planning and trying to identify, okay, what what is the function of this concept and what's gonna happen here? And then once they activate into sprint mode, it was no looking back. There was no fixing, no correcting, no adjustments. It was simply coding everything that was developed up until that point. And I forget, no, actually it was last year in October or a little bit before that say August, we were preparing for an event. And I said, Hey, why don't we try the same model that our developers used in preparing for the event. Now let's meet every day for a series of time, a time period, whatever that is, two weeks, et cetera, et cetera. And let's lock in and just make sure we have all of our, you know, items in order in preparation for this event. And I tell you now that first week, I felt a tremendous difference because we went from meeting once a week to meeting meeting four or five times in one week. And I know that for some people that may sound like a lot, but it wasn't just the meeting for the sake of meeting. We were meeting and working as a pack in mm. you know in that in, in that fashion. So we did probably more in that first week than we would normally do in a month. And that's when mm. it clicked to me. I said, oh, okay, this is definitely a format that we can use pre-launch phases or for those seasons that you really need to make up a lot of ground in a short period of time just pack those sprints in so I did it not so much on the individual side but as part of group work and it was just as effective there especially when I stacked them consecutively back-to-back days
0: yeah I, I found the the thing was called oh I'm gonna mess this up so bear with me pomodoro p-o-m-o-d-o-r-o that one I think you said that right though actually okay yeah. I hope so I hope so because I'm tired of saying things wrong. I really am. It's horrible sometimes, um, but I'm not gonna not say it and I'm not gonna spell it all the time. So that's that's that technique. But I think what I what I really want to focus on this year. And shout out to Dan Coe. I'm reading his latest book, which low key. My man's voice will make you feel smarter. Mm. I don't I don't know like so I I'm listening, you know, my whole routine is listen to the book and read the book. My man's voice and the way he he just I don't know, the way he writes or says his his words just makes you feel super intelligent. Mm. Maybe at the end or the after show, I'm I'm going to say some of the bars, but like super yeah, intelligent.
1: or something like that yeah,
0: yeah we're su- super like i feel so smarter listening to him but back back to the segment uh but i really want to concentrate on the as, as he would like to put the art of focus because if the 90 minute sprints 20 minute sprints however you want to go about it is literally just you focusing on certain tasks then how can we make this a little bit more regular where I don't necessarily have to turn everything off to understand the power of focus? Like, I want to get to the point where, like, even though there are distractions there, I'm not distracted. And I don't know if that's ever possible because the way that my phone works, I have over, like, thousands of notifications. So it's really, really impossible and I'm squirrel mode. I'm like, oh, look, look, new st- Oh, new mo- notifications. Ooh. Um, but this year I, I really want to work on that art of, of focus and really, I wouldn't say master it, but get to a level of understanding that with, especially in a new environment, you know, uh, with, with routines. When you're home, you're good. You got, Mm -hmm. you wake up, you know what you're doing. You got your work, boom, boom. I'm always messed up when I travel.
1: Oh yeah, forget it.
0: Always. Yeah. And I go, and then I come back, and then it takes me a few days to get back into my routine. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I I want to get to that point where no matter where I go, there's a routine. There's a matter of there's there's a level of focus, and so when we're talking about like the brand and the business side, because I went, I didn't put that in there, but with the brand and business side, I'm literally focused on what I need to do that day for to to scale my brand. What are the 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 key points not and even focus not even focus on the little small things like posting and you know that's cute but there's higher level stuff that sometimes i ignore or get very distracted with and so if i was to just write that down first and foremost and then just focus on it with these sprints i think for me the new year is going to go crazy because I'm intentionally focusing on the scaling part. There isn't necessarily sprints to scale. There's sprints to do the to-do list. But mm. is there sprints to do the scaling part of it is what I'm going to be adding. So there will be a 90 minute of scale. like And, and yeah. just theming out the the sprints is something that I want to kind of experiment with.
1: You know, it was one thing I realized late last year too that especially for for those of you who need to meet with a lot of different clients, team members or you're just in a lot of meetings period. I realized that if the only time you're working is when you're on a meeting, you're you actually are just keeping up or in a lot of cases falling behind. You need some sort of space to work privately. And you know, that's the beauty of that at that sprint. And I think for a while last year, the only time I really worked was when I was on meetings. Oh, I got a meeting with so-and-so. I got a call here. I got this, I got that. But I never sat down to do my own planning or just personal private work that allowed me to jump ahead or really get clear on what else I want to do. And so that was that was what I unlocked late last year. I said, No, I can't just meet. Or well, I can't just work when I'm meeting with someone, although, granted, some of those meetings, as I mentioned, in the sprint fashion, we started to do work on the meeting. So that's cool. But beyond that, I need to sit down and be able to look at what's going on, how things are performing and make my adjustments based on that or just research, whatever it is, it just I just can't only count work as when I'm in a meeting, you know, there needs to be times outside of that. So that was, that was a nice little discovery for me from a business scale standpoint that a lot of meetings are only most meetings are about day to day or they are reactive to what's already happened. Very few meetings are sitting there to really make projections or jump ahead into the future. So that was a, that was a big key as well.
0: Yes. I don't even like meetings. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's weird it's like i i, I do but i don't
3: mm-hmm. like
0: i'll suggest a meeting and then when it gets it's the routine part when it gets too like we're doing the same thing and we're not really progressing yeah then i don't want to talk no more like yeah. we're not doing we're just literally here just to be here like what are we doing so well, no, i feel
1: you yeah yeah i'm no, not a good, a don't good meet meeting me agenda just meet is me. Yeah, a good meeting agenda is one of the best, the best things ever for that. That's so why I was like, oh no, let's let's make these working. Ses- it's like almost more working sessions than just meetings. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and things are being built during that time. It's it's a game changer. It's a game changer. Are
0: you are you the uh, when it comes to a to do list or task or anything? Are you more of the digital side of things, of typing it in on your phone, computer? Or are you a pen, pad, notebook?
1: Person? Yeah, no, pen and pad, pen and like legal pad for me. I've tried digital so many times, and I'll do it for like, maybe two weeks, and then I just find myself reverting back to pen and pad. So, yeah, I've, I'm I'm going in that direction. So even just I'm, recently, I bought a bought another one.
0: Here. I'm so torn. Let me. Just, I, yeah, I'm so torn. Because here's the thing i'm I'm moving around, so I need mm-hmm. it digitally, right, but I can't like for some reason, it doesn't register to me when it's when it's digital, yeah. but then I write it and then I forget it because mm-hmm. I'm moving around, so I have to find a happy medium, so what I'm going to be trying, and this is no plug, they ain't us or anything like that, but on my iPad that that good notes app where you're able to write mm-hmm. so i'm going to be trying that this year where i'm actually going to use this apple pencil that would cost way too much for no reason that you yep. don't really have any reason for but i'm going to use this apple pencil and use this app to to write i got like a a screen protector, the paper like one. Shout out to to CJ who bought me that for for Chris, for Christmas. Where it feels like you're writing on paper with your iPad.
1: It's like Matt, right?
0: Yeah. So I'm gonna be be writing a little bit more, which then it will technically be digital because I could then see it on the go. Right. So I'm gonna try that, but I've been so torn because you know I'm a I'm a notion person. So I'll do that for a little bit like I'll write in pen and pad, but then I'll go right back to Notion for the simple fact that I need it everywhere I go and then I could track it. But Notion's not super friendly when it comes to a to-do list that registers in my mind at least. Everything else, Notion's perfect, but wow. Yeah. That makes I'm, sense. I'm, I got to try, try. try
1: that. I got to try that. I'm I'm willing to experiment with the iPad cuz The big game changer for me last year, and I talked about it even during the Christmas list where I said, man, multi screens, multi screens or a bigger screen that that was a big productivity hack for me. But the the digital pen transfer thing, I'm going to try it. I've I've been in a really good rhythm with the legal pad. I just got Mm -hmm. this new like leather. Binder that I mm-hmm. can now store because the issue with the legal pads is when you're just stuffing it in your bag and you're on the go, they can get disorganized. They can get ripped. One falls out of the pack, and it it could be a little bit messy. So now I just got this new like leather, almost like a leather folder, if you will. I store all my papers in there. I got some important letters, whatever. So I feel real, real organized there. But I, I yeah, maybe maybe it's, it'll be good to keep that for for record, to, especially when you can now have digital record of all of your notes in one place Mm -hmm. and regardless of how long it's been. So, Oh wait, let me go back. Oh, so yeah, that'd be cool too.
0: Yeah. That's the, that's, that's that. But that's why I've been so on notion too, because I could, I could look it up right. Super quick keywords. Now they have this question and answer thing. I could look up everything that I need to. So I, I always, I, like I said, I'm always, torn with it but uh, another productivity hack that i i realized that may help you with the with the ipad is that i don't have no social media on that joint Mm -hmm. same yeah yeah i have no there's no notifications on that one besides like text and then when i put the focus joint that that there's not even a situation but my ipad literally has like three screens it's a uh, research homepage I swipe it then it's uh, work and create and then it's is entertainment so you know mm-hmm. Netflix and all that whole nine so I have my apps aren't like sh- scattered everywhere based off when I downloaded it or put in different folders just to say that and it's still scattered it's literally each screen is specifically meant for research, create and entertainment. That's one of the things that yeah. even though it's a very expensive notebook, I do mm-hmm. I do think the iPad That's is true. nothing but an expensive notebook. It doesn't true. really have true meaning for me, but it works out from a productivity side when I have it that way. Um yeah. but let's get to the to this Next clip that we found uh, done by Leslie Levito. I wanna say I said that one right. She did these three tips that we gotta talk about that's really fire. Um, there's one that I was like, ooh, hold on. I, this, this flow state situation? So, so let, me, let me play that for you.
2: Tip number one, stop context switching. In other words, stop jumping from one thing to the next. Try to do things that are similar together, that's called batching. Besides batching, tip number two is blocking. You wanna figure out your natural biorhythm of when you're most productive and you wanna block those times out. That means protecting them at all costs. In your calendar, you block those times where your biorhythms are very productive and you only work. No doctor's appointments, no errands, and no lower level admin activities you want to protect these flow states and tip number three is you want to have a system and structure you need to be able to see all of your bandwidth and everything that there is to do in a structure i personally use a combination between a project management system and a calendar
1: so good you know one of the things that i've been applying and i like that phrase uh biorhythm, but mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I'm I'm now doing is there's at least one afternoon a week with absolutely no meetings, nothing scheduled on it. It's, it's just complete white space. Hmm. Now, it's just I've realized. And it, and again, a lot of this stuff, it's, it's so crazy because I wish I could tell you I'm always super intentional about finding productivity hacks. I'm not. I, I like to think I'm relatively structured. I know what I need to do on a day to day basis. And the, the big thing that I've been focused on over the last three or four months or so is looking ahead and projections. Oh, that reminds me, I got to show you a little something I did too. But, okay. uh, what I did one, one, one day, I believe it was a Tuesday. I just sat down and I'm going through and I'm like, man, I'm like really crushing it today. And then I, i took a minute. And I just started to think like, why is that? I look at my calendar, no meetings, like there was mm. nothing on the calendar that day. And I said, man, the, that, that uninterrupted work time and having to not worry about, oh, I have it, but also not giving access to anyone to that time was something that I, that I had never really done before. So that was, that was something that I I think moving forward, I'm going to kind of continue to do at least protect one afternoon. It'll be nice to have a whole day. I know a whole day can be tough, but at least one afternoon, absolutely no meetings and allow yourself to go into that rhythm. So you could do whatever, whatever things work. But here's something I did too. Also that helped me plan for the year. I printed out a blank 12 month calendar year. Mm -hmm. So for 2024, I was able to create, and I forget the site, I have to look it up real quick, but I went online and created a calendar. Uh, I added whatever holidays I wanted to add, 12 months blank for 2024, downloaded, printed it out. And I started jotting in all of the main events, all of the things that we want to start to plan. And so it's so helpful. So I remember, if you remember Erica Ford, shout out to Erica Ford, I'm sure she's listening she sent the text about going to an event Mm -hmm. and the minute she said the date because I went through that exercise. Oh, I said, Oh, I think that's during the month of Ramadan. If not probably in the final days or just a day or two after, but it had, it's just because I had went through that time, but I got to tell you, it's so helpful just going to navigate through this year, knowing what pockets of times I have to be, Available for any sort of travel, additional events, or opportunities that may come up. I already know what will fit or will what will not fit just based on doing that. So it was the first time that I able, I pretty much looked at my entire year and knew where my time was going to go, what commitments you know I have and don't have. So that was a little something extra that I uh I did this year for the first time on the that's twelve fire. year. I'm what? Yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty cool. I gotta grab it and show you here in a sec. Yeah,
0: that's fired. That, um. The, the one part that really stuck out to me, that that understanding your flow state, for, for me, recently, the if, uh, everybody knows, well, should know, uh, that I am a night owl. But I've become an extreme night owl lately. Like, I go to sleep at, like, probably five, four or five mm. o'clock in the morning now, wow. right? But I sleep. People, I get like six, seven hours a day. So before you come for me, uh, I have a app that counts when I sleep. I could show you. Don't play with me. Um, but because you don't you go sleep. Short, you don't sleep. No, I sleep. I sleep very well. Probably sleep more than you. But that's not the point. Um, but I'm realizing that I don't really get into my groove of things till probably after four. Right. P.M. P.M. PM. I don't get like I don't start really like okay. Let me let me start doing some of the work and even before I became that super night owl. Um, remember when last year where I was like okay I'm gonna do the morning one, but my brain did not work till probably past twelve, and that's still the case. My brain doesn't function till probably past 12 or 1 and I'm not necessarily ready to actually execute anything till probably 4 now Mm. the creative stuff starts to go a little bit like um, I I realized after I talked to my girl like when she goes to sleep then all of a sudden I have all this energy like yeah let's go I feel like I'm forbidden time like yes I'm supposed to be working right but um but but based off what she said that may mean i just might block off time between like four to six yeah and like go in on certain things and that that's really because i mentioned last week that i was starting time blocking and, and i think that that may work because even though i've been doing this time blocking thing i realize i only time block for a certain amount like i don't do all day because that's very Mm -hmm. overwhelming and i'm not that much of a planner like i'm actually looking up ai tools to do the time blocking for me that isn't expensive because there's one i'm not going to mention because y'all mad expensive for no reason uh but it'll do it for you You put the task and it'll automatically Mm. put it in your calendar i want that um so uh software engineers if you have a cheaper version of it please send it over here please and thank you but I think I'll, I'll start doing that where if I know my, my peak is between four to six, four to seven, then I'm going to just time block those yeah. particular times instead of just time blocking to time block. I think that's that when she said that I was like, Ooh, I'm gonna do that.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good. It's like combining both time blocking with your most productive and creative times together. You know to to really make sense of it yeah that's good
0: what is uh what is one thing that you from a productivity side are you going to lean more into uh as far as from a scaling wise with your with your business um that you didn't do last year
1: i'm way more proactive this year but i know it's only been six days but in the last, because it, it it really started for me a, a little bit late into 2023 too. But I'm notice, noticing being proactive and just jumping on things early. A lot of it helped that that, that calendar exercise really helped because I have, I even narrowed it down and looked at what is our ideal window for uh, event preparation. And I de- identified it to be 10 weeks, two mm-hmm. weeks of prep, eight weeks of promotion, And eight weeks is a long time, but you're not doing aggressive promotion all eight weeks. You know, you you get to really build anticipation, give value, do what you need to do, and then get to crunch time, but you're never stranded or pressing for those, uh, uh, whatever activity it is to get the engagement that you want because you've been at it for, for a while. So being proactive has been incredibly helpful for me. And then I and I, I know this will come up later towards the question of the week, but I rely on the resources that are available to me and make use of them to get work off my plate. I mm. really, really do. I've been, I've been making use of that, that superpower to deploy resources accordingly and then also to put like super teams together for bigger projects or things that really are very taxing you know, because I've noticed that I can't say I get bored, but for something that I've ran through multiple times, I need help to see it in a different light or create different elements to it so that I can remain, uh, you know, I don't want to say competitive, but just, just as engaged to grow. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, so, so that's, that's where I've been leaning on some of these super teams and bringing other fresh minds to share their ideas. And that's, that's been a lot of fun. It's because I don't feel like I'm I'm contributing. I'm a part of the process, but I'm not necessarily the one who's bringing all the best ideas to the table. I'm, I'm actually making it available for others to do that. So in short, it's being more proactive, no procrastination, and deploying resources accordingly around me to combine super teams as needed. I'm calling them super teams, like, it's the NBA, but yeah, super teams on select projects to really help scale.
0: That's good. Um, it, it's, it's funny. I, I, I got this comment, right? Because last week we talked about Ali Abdal's book, right?
3: Mm-hmm. And so
0: I put that on my social media, that review. And this uh, this year, I really want to get into more of just different productivity styles. So I know how not to spend so much time on work, yeah. but to spend the needed time on it and be super productive. Right. So that's just like my goal. I put that and somebody was like, like, if you weren't productive enough last year, we're so hard on ourselves. Mm. Here's my response. Cause you know, I had time.
1: It was one of them days.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he, he, yeah. uh, Just go to that post if y'all know. So I said, it's not being hard on yourself when you always want to improve 1%. I was like, no one's perfect in their productivity, and it's always amazing to see people share different tips on what works for them. Uh, When one wants to improve, less encourage, right? Like, it's... And people are so quick to say that where it's like, oh, you're so hard on yourself. I'm hard on myself because I want to be more productive. But that makes no sense. Like, what are we doing? So for me, one of the goals is to continuously go on this journey of productivity and just find different hacks that fits my my formula. Right. Because Mm -hmm. like I said, I, I have a night owl situation going on, right? So those people who are like, wake up early and do this, that's the biggest productivity hack. I saw that, Alex Ramosi just said that, and I was like, it don't work for me. My brain literally does not work that time. It does it just, yeah. it, it's not gonna happen. Uh, and then people will say, no, you don't, you already have that mindset. No, listen, I tried. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. So, yeah finding that that specific formula for me and then share out what's been working right like the the 90 minute sprints have been working now I'm um modifying the time blocking thing for it to work for me uh or find the right tools to allow it to work better for me i think that's one of, one of the things and then writing things out with the to do list is one of those things that I'm trying to figure out too. So uh, what are you guys trying to figure out with productivity and how to better scale your brand and business with it? We just shared some of ours and some of the tips that we saw on social media. You share yours. We can exchange. This will be fire. Now, when we get to the question of the week, Still going along with the theme. But of course, uh, this segment is sponsored by flightassessment.com. Discover your personal superpower. Learn how to use your superpower to become a master communicator. Strengthen all your relationships. And develop the self-awareness you need to fulfill your highest potential. Go to flightassessment.com. Okay? And we... Moose we'll sent this clip to me. Shout out to Neo past guests on the Nikki and Moose podcast. And when is it time or is it ever time to get an assistant? Let's listen to what Neo has to say.
3: One, I recommend everybody and man have to get a virtual assistant because what you want to do is you don't want to spend your time on LWAs which stands for minimum wage activities. You got to start focusing on areas, focus on growth activities, mm-hmm. things that make you money, right? Things that get you results and delegate all of those other things. And you're going to get to a point where you get burned out. And two, you got to start trusting people. It's going to be hard to do it by yourself. So you want to bring on some good team members that can assist you with it.
0: Some moves. when when hmm. according to you yeah i i
1: don't i so i i don't currently have one i will say that hmm. um I, I i and i don't know if it's uh, like a humility thing it could be you know I, I i don't even know if i had one that i would um want that to be the title of their role i don't know why it's just uh, i'm i don't know i'm i'm more Whatever, not necessary, but that's just that's just my thing. It it could be part of the reason, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't say I know exactly when. I feel one. Of, my gut instinct though is to say when you're spending so much time having to schedule and coordinate, probably a sign. Probably a sign because it it could be a lot. Like I'm thinking to myself now, man, it would be a lot easier to not have to sit there trying to coordinate with this person and that person and that person, and that, person and that person, uh, and just have that done for you. Uh, and also some things related to invoicing and billing too, because that could be a pain in the butt. I ain't even gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the money grows with <laughs> trying to, trying to trace, you know, when is this payment due and when is that going out and when is this coming in? I, I think those two things for sure, I would say, and, and, and you gotta be careful. Like I saw something with, uh, I think it was DJ Khaled online. He was like, "I write all my checks, I I sign every card. I don't believe in money managers. I don't have anyone who touches my money. I have a clause with the bank where I tell them Facetime me whenever, even when I approve it, Facetime me for another approvals." So I was like, "Oh dang, you know that's one of those uh, one of those super secure things around money because I don't, I know they said Oprah." was big on that too, signing her own checks. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about money coming in at least. I'm not even talking about money coming out or money going out, but at least collecting money coming in. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I would say those two things come to mind.
0: So I think somebody would have so much pride to be like prideful. Like they would like it. Okay. I don't know if I'm using it right. So because how he used it, but I think they would be honored. There we go. Honored. To say, mm. I am Moose's assistant.
1: Mm. I didn't think about it that way.
0: Yeah. It's not, it's not about how you may feel about what the, their title is. They that's may, true. Yeah, they that's may true. be really happy about that. Um, yeah. And then you can give them the executive assistant. That sounds sexier anyways, right? Um, because if they work very closely with you, that's pretty much what it's called. For me, I have one. Uh, And I can admit that I, for the longest time, was not utilizing because I didn't know what in the world was I supposed to use you for. Because what I realized um, with an assistant, you can't just get an assistant and be like, okay, do this. They don't know how to. Right. Right. So you have to actually spend time doing screen recording. Getting on the phone with them, this, that, and the third, right? Instantly, I thought, okay, I get an assistant. You know exactly what to do, so do it, right? That's why we have you. Um, Mm. That's not really the case, and so I'm I'm learning that. And what I've realized by having an assistant is one, I should have had one sooner, right? Um, Because there are a lot of tasks that I was doing that I had really no business doing because it took me away from my genius. Right. So though it didn't bother me, there's a lot of things that we do that probably just don't bother us that we do very easily that once I took it off my plate, I was like, Oh, I feel lighter. Right. Um, Even one of the most recent things that happened was uh, normally I would go back and forth with emails as far as, Some speaking situations because I'm like, yo, you want me? I'll speak on that. Da da da. Right. Um, to the point where, hey, find out this, find out the hotel for me. Um, find out if I got these different passes. What's what's the budget? Okay, boom, boom, boom. Nah, this is what it's supposed to be. Send the invoice, and it was all done. Oh, nice. Right? I could speak what I want. And do this, like I use a, a really good tool that's free It's called scribe, right? It's a Chrome extension that literally can do SOPs on your, like everything that you click on in your, uh, on Chrome, when you're doing something, it records it and it turns it into a step-by-step process, right? So you could everything from how do you post? on social media how do you do an invoice how do you prefer to reply to certain people how do you uh send out these particular emails like it does it does that and you can send it the link you could download the pdf it's really dope i started doing that and just doing some screen recordings as well and send it and be more intentional with that like the uh shout out to Eliana, that's my, my assistant, right? She does. She puts up the aftershows in, in Patreon, right? Nice. She'll take care of the description. She'll do all these things and some things that I was spending time on and now I have other things to do. But the important part when it comes to having an assistant is make sure everything that you do, you document it, right? Um, you can't assume, and that was my fault. I assume they knew what to do, but there's a specific way that you do it. There's logins you have that you have to document and share. So before thinking about getting an assistant, start documenting. And even when you get the assistant, you're going to continuously document, right? Whenever you have the feeling of that, you want, your time back get an assistant. And I know some people are going to think about, okay, but what about the money? Like I ain't got it. Like I got, you have to like anything else have to set a deadline of I'm going to do this by myself for this long. I'm going to save this money to make sure that I pay somebody to do these particular tasks, there's virtual assistants. Some people are not a fan of, like, the Philippines virtual assistants. They'd rather have a U.S. one. However your are uh, or wherever country you're listening this from, because this is a global podcast. Hello. Right? So uh, wherever you're listening from, you may be wanting your assistant right there. Um, however you want to go about it, just set a budget. Right. Just set a budget, be realistic, start looking at at different places. Um, Google and YouTube is going to be a friend. I went more of on a referral base. There is people who are higher than you have assistance. Ask them. It's okay. This Mm -hmm. year, it's okay to ask questions. I promise you, it really is. Um, So start doing that. But I, I do believe, especially for those people who are a team of one, first thing you need to do is get an assistant first thing you need to do is get an assistant and and get some of your time back so you can do way better things like he said like neo said was just working on some of the the money generating tasks rather than just the bare minimum stuff you can concentrate on that and like this whole episode is about, is like scaling your brand, scaling your business. That's one of the things that's going to help you scale. Once you get your time back, like this whole episode is giving you, uh, you can scale, you can make more. It's just going to be uh, a different level of freedom that you didn't even know you needed. So,
1: What's a good word, Nix? The
0: saying. the saying. But uh, people... Thank you for listening, okay thank you for listening. Uh, quick plug, quick plug uh, patreon. go check that out, please and thank you. Uh, another thing uh deep it in the brand go hello you know deep it in the brand if you're trying to grow your brand, right? if you're trying to grow your con- your content, figure out how to grow a community, monetize your brand uh deep it in the brand we- we're doing another Mastermind in Puerto Rico, so you don't want to check that out in the community first and foremost. Okay, that's that's what I'll say. Follow us on on social media everywhere. You feel me? Everywhere. Like everywhere. Nikki and Moose everywhere. Shout out to our YouTube people. And then Moose final words.
1: Yeah, one more of Inky's quote cards, man. This will be my last one. Uh, for those of you who listened last week you know i I found yeah shout out to ink man i found his quote cards backstage a couple years ago and i kept them so i was like yeah i'm gonna save these for the podcast i said one last week here's our last one probably in line with our uh, theme too so this one says if you do something out of duty it will deplete you but if you do something out of love it will energize you mother Teresa.